You're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. We hope that what you're about to hear will bless you and empower you to live the life that God has called you to live. We hope that it will strengthen your faith and that it will help you better understand, better recognize who you are in Christ Jesus. Awesome. Well, Pastor Roxanne and Miss Deb came down last night. We had a wonderful time of fellowship and eating food, and we are just very blessed to have her. She's very prophetic, and she has had a great impact on our lives, her and Miss Deb both. Miss Deb's the encourager. She comes in and helps me make supper and <laughs> helps clean up. She's awesome. Anyway, so I just want you to welcome Pastor Roxanne, and you are going to be blessed. Give her a good river welcome. God bless Praise you. God. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you, Miss Ann. Praise God. How many of you are here this morning? You here? You know, it's, uh, it's good to be the church. Aren't you glad that you're here this morning? You know, you could be anywhere this morning. You could be down at the casino, or you could be uh, at Walmart, or you, yeah, you could be in jail this morning, maybe. <laughs> you, you could be anywhere, but you're here. And this is the most important place to be right now. Right now, at this time, is the most You've made the best choice of where to be. Yes. It's so important to be planted in a church. Yes. The Bible says if you're planted, you'll produce fruit. Yes. So I guess we could say to be planted by the river would produce a lot of fruit. Amen. Yes. Amen. I'm just so happy to be a part of the body of Christ. I think the body of Christ is wonderful. Uh, I love being a pastor. I love having a church. I love... You all coming to see you. I just think it's so much fun, so awesome to be in families. Yes. Yes. You know, this is a family. Yes. Just in case, since I'm a pastor, I get to say this, and I'm leaving, and they can clean it up if they need to. But, uh, you know, if you're a family, everybody in the house does chores. Amen. So be sure and sign up to do something around here if you're new. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, important to always be a part of things. Amen. Amen. Um, as a pastor, a lot of times people will, will come for a while and they'll, they'll, they'll still be saying, you know what y'all ought to do? I'm like, y'all? You've been here for a year and a half. I don't think it's y'all anymore, you know? So, uh, yeah, just get, you know, start having that kind of thinking. You're a part of this thing. You're a part of this ministry. You're part of the family. And I just want to comment on the honor uh, that was mentioned this morning. Honor is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. I have been uh, in these folks' lives for oh, 24 years, I guess, and uh, they taught me honor. And uh, they taught me, as, as well as some other of leaders in my life, about honoring the anointing. Yes. We're certainly to honor the man of God, the woman of God. We honor our parents. We honor one another. Uh, there is an honor that if you will walk in it, you will literally see your life change. Not being casual about how you treat things. Right. Not being casual about how you treat the service. This is not my sermon. It's just free. You can just have this for free. <laughs> but not being casual about when people are praying what's going on in that time. Or if you're one of the prayers, what's going on. All eyes are on you. What's going on if you're part of the band uh, when people are praying or you scratching? And <laughs> when I was very young, I, I was a drummer in uh, the praise and worship band, and um, I remember getting rebuked because I was back there, and, and that certainly didn't happen today. But I was back there, and I was still kicking that kick drum and slapping that thing, and a lady turned around and said, "Shh." Respect the anointing. And I was like, my goodness, you're right. What am I doing? And it never left me. Y'all are really quiet. I'm going to talk to somebody I know real well. It never left me. Hey. 
to honor the anointing. So I want to encourage you in that. You know, we're a family. We love each other. We laugh. We talk. We have fun. But we honor our leaders. I'm sure you do that. Um, I'm sure everyone that's going to an honor class would, uh, would uh, want to do that. But honor is a big thing. Amen. There's books on honor. And if you need a refresher course, one of the things that I'm thinking about is that we really need to teach this next generation honor. I don't know uh, if you've um, been checking out somewhere. How are you doing? You say that to the person checking out and say, I'm okay, tired. And you're kind of like, okay, you know, you know, how about, hello, how are you? You know, we could, we could get some of that back in life. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Let's open our Bibles to uh, something very familiar to you. Uh, Hebrews 11, 1. I'm going to preach on something that's familiar to you as long as the Lord leads me that way. And I do already have a word that came to me for uh, some of the folks here, uh, one in particular, and we'll see about some others. But if you go to Hebrews, thank you, Jesus. That doesn't mean the, ma- the husband makes coffee. <laughs> Hebrews. Hebrew. Yeah, come on. Let's see if y'all get it. Hebrews. All right. So, but Hebrews here, uh, you're real familiar with this. Now, I want to talk to you. I know that if there's any place you've been taught this, it's here. But I want to stick with it today. You can't hear it enough because the Bible says in four places that the just shall live by faith. And so if we're going to live by faith, then we're going to have to have hearing and hearing. Yeah. Something we're going to have to look at and talk about all the time. Faith is not a movement. Faith didn't pass away. Faith is scriptural. And that's the way that you are going to please God is living by faith. How many of you want to please God? Amen. And I want to talk to you today in a specific way about faith. I want to teach you how to use faith like a tool. Yes. Tools are very important. And I know most of you know, even the ladies nowadays know that, that it's a lot more fun to use a nail gun than a hammer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to use uh, a drill than it is to just use a screwdriver. Yeah. It's a lot easier to use a tool than not use a tool. Amen. And so if you use your faith like a tool, you're going to go somewhere in life. Now faith, is, let's read it, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance, so there's a, it's a substance, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So it didn't say that it was made out of nothing, So it was made out of something that is unseen. There's a lot of unseen things in this room today. Amen. Now, I've heard a lot of prophecies this year. Let's go that way for just a moment so we can set the stage for for the reason I want to talk to you about faith like a tool. The, The prophecies for this year are not going to close in 2020. The door is open. Right. Okay. This is called the year of the abundant harvest, so says the prophets. If this is the year of the abundant harvest, it would be extremely reasonable to have some faith. Right? Because if you're going to reap anything in, if you're going to reap the harvest of souls, you're going to reap the harvest of finances, if you're going to reap the harvest of healing, if you're going to reap the harvest of favor, if you're going to reap any of these things, you're going to have to do it by faith, and faith will be your tool to use. Yeah. Amen. So, um, the, this, we, church, we are in the great awakening right now. I don't know if you've noticed, but when we stepped into this year, my life changed. 
I just went up another level. Everything just changed. Everything began to work differently for us. We saw it in our church. We saw it in our sister churches. We've, we've seen it with uh, the ministries that we work with. We, we're seeing everyone leveling up. Can I say it like that? Everyone's leveling up. Um, and the Spirit of God, who's always speaking, is speaking so clearly this year about the body of Christ moving forward into more goodness. Yeah. How many of you know God is good? Yeah. He is good. That's not just a little jingle we say. He really is good. Right. Kitov, they say in Hebrew. Amen. And so if we're going to fulfill these prophecies, then we're going to have to do it by faith. And one of the things that I heard this year that stuck out to me was there was a, a little prophet guy who said that in 2019, we would see the, the, the people who use their faith uh, more or less separate out ahead yes. of the people who don't. Mm-hmm. Now, no, no condemnation on people who don't, doesn't have anything to do with God loving them, doesn't have anything to do with the grace of God on their life, doesn't have anything to do with that. But people who use their faith move forward. Things happen for people who use their faith. I know this is 101 for you, but just hear me out. We'll walk through it, okay? Mm-hmm. So if this is true, and I believe it is, I've been challenging our church and wanted to do the same with you. Really get on your faith. Not enough to go to a faith church. Not enough to say you're a faith person. We're going to know in about three minutes if you're in faith or not by what you say. Well, well, we know you're not. That may not be real popular to say, but it's just the truth. Faith people know how to talk. Faith people believe the Word of God. Faith people believe the will of God. Faith people want to live and not die. Faith people want to come out of grief. Faith people want to not be in sorrow. Faith people don't want to be victims. They want to be victors. So that's who we are, and and you can tell really quick. Amen. So um, the Word says it's impossible to please God if you don't have any faith. Now, I, I want, to know, want you to notice that verse 3 there. It says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We just talked about that. The chocolate cake you ate yesterday was made from things that are not visible. There, there's a recipe that calls for water. Water is H2O. So there's hydrogen and oxygen combined into water, you couldn't see it before the substance was there. Okay? So, um, before God spoke and said, let there be light, the substance was there. Amen. Amen. There was already belief. There was already God himself. There was already his imagination. There was already the knowing that when he said it, it would happen. Amen. Don't you want to live like that? Yes. Amen. Yes. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You have this substance in you. It's in you. According, according to Hebrews over there in, the, in 10, just up above that, it said that, let me just read it to you real quick. You don't have to go there. It says, call to remembrance in the former days in which after you were illuminated you endured a great flight of afflictions, partly while you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and uh, partly while ye became companions of them who were so used, for ye had compassion of me and my bonds. You took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourself that you have a substance. Read your margin. Knowing that you have something in you, you have a substance. Now faith is that substance. Okay. So you have this measure of faith in you, living faith that can move dead mountains. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have living faith that can move dead mountains. Now, if you, um, if you and I, I believe you get this, everything that exists in the world or in your body came from the spirit realm. 
Everything. There are things you can't see right now. Did you know that your chair is moving? It's vibrating. Can we talk quantum for a minute? It's vibrating. Everything is moving in the spirit realm. Everything is, everything, let me say it to you like this, happens in the spirit before it happens in the natural. That's why faith has to be your connector. Faith connects the spirit world with the natural world. Amen. So, Um, if you can grasp uh, quantum mechanics, you can see it real easily. There's an unseen world. There's a realm that you cannot see with your eyes. God spoke and created things, and then things started appearing. They came out of what already existed. So things already exist. Now, um, over the centuries, um, because of inventions and, and ideas, a lot of the things that were in the unseen are now in the seen. We found out there's precious metal, there's technology, there's uh, things that can be engineered. And so if you have your faith out for a brand new truck, it doesn't have to uh, get beamed down. It's down there at the Ford dealer or the Dodge dealer or wherever. Am I right? Yeah. However, you can faith it to you. Are you to it? You can pick it up, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but you get what I mean. So there are things that are already... At your command. Well, I sure don't feel like they're at a command. That's why I'm going to teach you how to use your faith like a tool. Because you've been given authority in this earth. You've been giving, given everything you need to receive what you need. You get the substance in here, and you're going to get the manifestation out here. Yet faith is the substance of things hoped for. You get a pick. Can I use truck? Is that? Y'all have any trucks in Oklahoma? <laughs> Just kidding, I'm a Texan. Okay, we wear hats like that, too. You sure you're not a Texan? I grew up there. All right, see, I knew it. So, um, so you can move things in the spirit with your faith. Are you with me? So I want to go, I want to try something on you. Um, When I travel, I take my car to the airport to a place called the parking spot. Y'all have that, the the parking spot. That's where I like to leave my car. And uh, when I return from the trip, I have this little piece of paper that has a number on it. And they take me right to my car. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. Now follow me. I'm going, will you walk with me? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I have the piece of paper that shows I have the car. I have the piece of paper that shows I have the car. I have the piece of paper that shows I have the promise. I have the piece of paper that shows I have the promise. People that are listening online don't know what I'm doing, but they'll have to guess. No, I'm kidding. Now, um, the little, then the little bus takes you over there, the shuttle, and they drop you off right at... Um, 11B, and you get your, I get my car. Okay, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. Faith and hope are very close, but they're not the same thing, are they? You've had a good teacher in this. I know you understand that hope is the earnest expectation. Okay, all right. So there's something you desire. Then you see that there's a promise about it. You want it. Then there's a promise about it. Uh, hey, veterans, forgive me, but I know there's someone here that needs to hear it like I'm telling it today, okay? Right. So you pray and go with me. Mm-hmm. There's something that you want. You, and listen, desire won't get it. Because right. we desire a lot of things. Yeah. And hope won't get it. That's right. But it'll start giving you what you need to get it. Right. It's your imagination. It's the picture of the blueprint of what you're going to faith for. And so what you do is then you see you can have it. Hey, I found out God's a good God. I found out the Word says He'll supply my needs because I'm a giver. didn't say He'd supply the needs of the church, by the way. said He should supply the needs of the giver. Go back and read it. He won't just supply your needs. He supplies the needs of people who give. Huh? 
Go read it. He was talking to the Philippians. He said, you all gave to me. See, if, if God can get money through you, he can get money to you. Yeah. In the world, they get all they can, can all they get, and sit on the can. We give, and it's given to us. I'll talk about that in a minute, but let's, let's finish this. So, um, you, then you believe you receive it to yourself. Well, I can have that. So I believe I received that. I'm going to get that big red truck. Whatever. Uh, actually, I want a big red truck, so. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So uh, I'm saying that to help you. It's available to you, but you have to take it. Yeah. Have a cookie. Mm-hmm. I believe I will. I take it. I have it. I thank you for it. And I always forgive. Okay, now, um, so you take it in the spirit. You know then that it's already yours. Then you wait for the manifestation. But it's already yours. And knowing that it's already yours, you're declaring that it's already yours. And you're thanking God that it's already yours. Yes. Before the manifestation of it. Yes. How are you doing? I'm healed. Well, you're just lying. I can see you. No, no, no. That's a, that's a fact. But the truth is I'm healed. Yes, right. I've already believed I received my healing. Yes. And I thank you for it, Lord. I already have it. Uh, the, Abraham called things that were not as though they were. He was already calling himself the father of a multitude before he ever was. Yes. And that's what we do. I love that. Thank you, Jesus. So... Um, I have this information and my car is sitting in the parking spot. I put it there. Did you get it? I put it there. I know it's there because I put it there. Come on. Think with me. I know my car is there because I put it there. I have paper proving that I put it there. Now I put the big red truck there. You see? Okay. It's going to get clearer. Okay. um, When you go to the store and you've bought something and they tell you to come pick it up, what do you do? You go get it and you have a receipt. Because you've already paid for it. So you know it's yours, and you're not going, I hope they're going to give it to me. It's yours. Now let's go to the big one, Amazon. (laughs) Yes. Amazon, basically you look for what you want. How many of you use Amazon? (laughs) See, so you're going to get this really good. You look for what you want. You see that it's available. Then you download it to your cart. You put it in your cart, do you? And once you put it in your cart, then you're going to go check out. Mm -hmm. And then they immediately send you an email. It's like magic. (laughs) And they say, thank you for your, no, no, it will let you know when it's going to be shipped. But it's there. Um, So... You check out, they send you an email. They say the order's paid for. They say the order's paid for. They say the order's paid for. They say it's already paid for. They say the healing's already paid for. They say the healing, I need this healing. I put it in my cart. I believe I receive it. It's already paid for. Now it's going to manifest at my address, which I will not repeat out loud at this moment. (laughs) So I did that one time and someone said, you never do that publicly. It's going all over the world. Okay. So it's going to manifest, but you know what? I have such trust in Amazon. They have not failed me. It went to the cart. I said, oh, it's already paid for. It's paid for. And then it, I have such a great Um, experience with them as I do with Jesus that I know that it's going to manifest up at our gate. Isn't that simple? 
That's exactly how faith works like a tool. Mm -hmm. You see that you can have it, you put it in the cart. You put it in the heart. You put it in the cart. The cart is the heart. And once it gets in the heart, then you say, well, Jesus already paid for it. Thank you, Jesus. It's all my healing's already paid for. And so this is just so easy. This really helped our people. And I, I know the Lord, there's someone here that really just needed to hear it. This simple. It's in the cart. Now it's on its way. Yeah. Now you're looking for it. It's going to come. They even tell you when it'll come. It'll be there. On, I got some rugs coming for the church. They're going to be there on the 26th, on Tuesday. Glory to God. And so um, they'll be there. The healing's there. It's manifest. Healing begins to work unless you call it off. Yes. Oh, that's okay. You could call it off. Yeah. You could call it off by what you're saying. Amen. All right. So is this too easy? It's going to manifest. All right. Um, now this year... At Christmas time, we ordered some little boy toys. They're those little gloves that light up. So cute. And this little thing is so cool. I want one. But it's this little thing that spins around in the air and it's got light. It's really neat. We ordered them from someone besides Amazon. <laughs> so they didn't come and didn't come and didn't come and didn't come. They didn't, just didn't come. And so me and my big mouth and me and my Suspicion went and looked out line, online, and the devil helped me <laughs> decide they weren't going to come. You know, um, reviews. Oh, yeah. Well, I bought this from them, and it never showed up. So, so I'll go to Gigi, the other grandmother, and say, they're not going to be here in time for the boys. <laughs> and guess what? They were a day late. The boys were gone. Now, who did that? I did that. They did come. They did come. But you can have what you say. So I put it off with words. Why? Because everything happens in the spirit before it. That's what's going on in your life right now. If you don't like your life, you can change it. Well, just who do you think you are? I think I'm a person telling you the truth right now. You can change your life if you will become a person of the Spirit. If you'll listen to the Holy Ghost, if you'll walk by faith, if you'll watch your mouth, if you'll, listen, there is no faith in your mind. None. Zero faith is in your mind. But doubt sure is. Doubt will come. You get rid of doubt. You renew your mind all the time. You renew your thinking. But your heart can be full of faith. And if you're getting word like I think you're probably getting here, word, 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 and you're feeding yourself all week long on word, you know, you have no excuse these days. We have no excuse. We have YouTube. You can listen to everybody, all the good people with YouTube. You can feed yourself. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the anointed word preached. You can, you, can get, you can have your faith rise up all the time. And when your faith is up and you renew your mind, there's nothing that's going to be impossible to you. Living faith pushing out dead mountains. But there, church, there are just things we have to do. You have to feed your faith. Just like you have to feed your body. You cannot live off the memory of a baked potato. You have to eat it. You can't live off the memory of, well, my God supplies all my needs. I read that back in 2002. (laughs) Are you guys with me? Stay away from sending it back. Don't send the red truck back. Brother Hagen said, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you don't have to let them nest in your hair. Meaning thoughts are going to come. You're never going to get it. You're not going to get it. Oh, no, you're not going to be healed. It's never coming. You don't deserve it. Blah, 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 blah. All a bunch of lies. But you don't have to live with that. You can dismantle every satanic attack with your words. 
You can get rid of every satanic squatter that tries to touch your life. You just need to learn to recognize what they are. And they're going to come. I'm going here, Lord. They come with pity parties. Well, I don't know why. It just seems like Christina's blessed all the time, but it just doesn't ever come my way. And Miss Ann, I, but me, life has just been so hard on me. Nobody comes to that pity party but you and the devil. That's right. That's good. Preaching. That's good. Preaching. We are overcomers. Yes. And we act like it. Yes, we do. Well, you're just hard on people. I just can't believe that you're just being like that. Church, strong words make strong people. And we don't have a lot of time here. Everybody's going to start thinking about lunch in a minute. So I just got to go for it. <laughs> Says he already talked about a baked potato and <laughs> chocolate cake. See, see? They picked up the food part, as I would, yes. Uh-huh. So uh, when God gives you the package or the truck and you receive it, you can start thanking him right away. I believe I received my healing right now. I'm aware that I received my healing. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for my miracle, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. No, 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 devil. No, no, no. I cast down that imagination. I'm healed. But the doctor said you have the Womba Goddess. It's spreading across the United States right now. But the Word says I don't. The Word says that it may try to come, but I'm healed. You are not the sick trying to get well. You are the healed. You know, sometimes faith is bringing in the red truck or bringing something in, but sometimes faith is moving something off. And sometimes in healing, you just need to tell something to go. Yeah. A spirit of grief and sorrow needs to leave you. Amen. Yes. Amen. Doesn't mean you don't love who you uh, miss who you loved, and you have tears about that sometimes. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a spirit that causes you to live in the death cycle. Yeah. You're just going to court who, because, and then that person in heaven's mad at you. They're thinking, "What are they doing? I'm fine. I'm better than they are. Let's live. Come on, come on, come on, loved one." They're going to get you when you get there. They're going to say, why did you? You know, <laughs> praise the Lord. Y'all got quiet on that one. Do y'all believe in heaven in here? Yeah. Okay. okay, praise the Lord. Just checking. Because y'all are like, what? <laughs> Darkness needs to leave us. Yeah. Sorrow needs to leave us. Yeah. Lack needs to leave us. Yeah. We're commissioned to do something in this end time. And if we're going to get a harvest of souls in, it's going to take a harvest of finances. And I've got news for you. We're right up to the wealth transfer right now. Right now on earth, we're in a wealth, wealth transfer. Yeah. Amen. That's why everything's going on like it's going on politically. That's why we have the president that we have, because there's a wealth transfer coming into the body of Christ. Well, I don't want to talk about money. Well, hold your ears, because I'm going to talk about it for a few minutes to everybody else that wants to hear it. Because I'm telling you, if you'll be responsible with finances, God can get people into the kingdom of God, and you'll be blessed along the way. And I'm going to tell you something. You have no influence. You have no, you're not a person of influence if you don't have any favor on your life. Because you can take your cardboard sign and stand out and say, do you want to know Jesus? Can you give me 25 cents? And nobody cares. They'll just give you 25 cents or $1.25. But if you're someone in victory, and, and the gifts of the Spirit are flowing in your life, and people are getting healed around you, and you can give some help somebody financially, and you can do all these things, and you can be the first one to say, Pastor, I'm the one going to pay for that. Let me pay for that. And then the next person's fighting over it because they're like, no, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Let me do that. Let me get that. Amen. You can do things like that. People want that God. Yes. Everybody but religious people. 
I know I can say that here. Because I'm in good company right here on this one. Just, just take your religion if coming in here and leave it out there. Because I'm telling you, religion has taught people to be broke. And they made you feel like if you had anything that you were a criminal. But that's not what Jesus taught. Jesus said, have something so you can help. Jesus said, be blessed so you look good. Be blessed so you can, so you can, uh, people will be drawn to you. Proverbs says something about a poor man. It says nobody listens to his counsel. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We have to stop being victims. You can come out, you can literally give your way out. You can give your way out of all lack and all debt, church. That's right. The, the, um, see, I can't try not to use kingdom. I know you don't like that here too much. The, the realm that we live in, that'll work. It's so different from, uh, <laughs> y'all are all laughing. <laughs> Someone just said, I just honored you by not preaching the kingdom. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, the, the realm that we come from is just different than the world. And it's just different from religion. We're talking about living with God, God himself, sons of God, functioning with God. It's just, it's totally a different thing for us. Different realm, different rules. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a higher overriding principle here. How is it that we can get, give a dollar and get a hundred back? Yep. But yet the word says that. Right. Yes. Three people know that. Yes. <laughs> I'm playing. Don't get touchy with me. I'm playing. Um, We, it's, there's no mathematical explanation for that, but it works. I was preaching, and um, we, we just have great people. And there's a, my assistant pastor's child, who's extremely prophetic and wonderful, was sitting on the front row. And uh, I was going to uh, give an example of something, and I asked her for a dollar, and she gave me a dollar. And she gave me the dollar, and I was uh, saying something about it, using it as an example of something. And I'm the, I heard the Spirit of God say, now you give her $100. And I'm like, okay. Well, I'm getting $100, and I'm walking over to her, and my sister's sitting in the back and got the same prompting and walks up. And so I don't know what she gave, but I gave 100 so we'll just use that. So that little girl's dollar turned into 100 okay? Now listen to this. I'm preaching along uh, these lines, and um, spontaneous giving broke out. And people started bringing me money and putting it on the altar. And I knew it was mine because I could see my name on it. Uh, they were sewing into the word that I was preaching. They, were sewing, they got so excited, so they're sewing in the word. So when it's over, there's $600 laying up here. Now my $100 turned into $600. Now, I said, I'm giving it to the church. So I sowed the $600 into the church. Mm-hmm. And when I sowed the $600 in the church, three days later, $3,500 came to me. Wow. Praise wow. God. Wow. Glory to God. You can't get interest like that out in the world. That's right. That is so right. And so I have that, that to uh, do some things that I've been believing for. God is good, church. He's not against you having something. He wants you to be blessed. We, we watch people in our church come from nothing into, into these $100,000 jobs. Just from nothing. They just start, they learned giving. They learned to give in faith. And they would give and they would write down their seed and name it and they would just give it. And, and now the, some of them have moved into $100,000 jobs, which is, which is okay in our area. That's, that's not bad to make 100000 I know y'all all probably make more than that. But they are, I mean, this was good for them. See, different realm, different rules. Using this faith, we had, I call my assistant pastor little boss. 
Yeah. Little Boss went to the prison. We have a, a big prison ministry. Uh, people get saved, filled with the Spirit, s- signs, wonders, miracles all the time. And she's been doing it for what, two or three years? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's just praying for a lady. And uh, the lady had a lump in her breast and it disappeared right there. Wow. Right there. Uh, we, and I could just name you all sorts of miracles that have happened, that have happened with us. People immediately getting healed. There was a man in our church who'd been coming for a while and he um, hadn't ran in 21 years. He couldn't run. And when we laid hands on him and prayed for him, he went home and ran down the street. Wow. His life was totally changed. Well, I'm, I could just go on and on and tell you of things like that. Different things that have changed. People have come out of a lot of bondage. All these things, people getting dream jobs, people having favor. Why? Because God is good. And we need to put our faith in that. Yes. Listen, if right now you're thinking, if right now you're thinking, well, I don't, I don't believe that. I, nothing like that happens to me. All you need is more word. And you will. You will start believing. Mm -hmm. Could I say to you that we need to judge ourselves and become aware of what we're doing and not doing? How much light we're letting in? How much uh, blessing we're uh, receiving? You know, I mean, really, really take a look at yourself. What, how am I talking, Lord? Mm -hmm. I'm a stickler. Uh, I think whatever you practice will be how you'll live all the time. So we don't even say that tickled me to death. We don't talk like that. We don't say, well, I'm afraid that I'll... We don't even say that. We're just sticklers about it. We don't use those words. You say, well, I I think you are being a stickler. Yeah, but what you practice, you'll do. So... uh, a large portion of your faith is going to be what you're saying. Yeah. It's believing and speaking. Isn't that how you got saved? Yeah. Right. You believed in your heart that Jesus is Lord. You believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You said it with your mouth. That's how you got saved. That's the same way you get the big red truck, boys. Yeah. You believe it in your heart and you yeah. speak it out your mouth and you right. thank God for it. Yeah. That's the same way you get healing. That's the same way you get everything. That's the same way you get favor. That's the same way. This is, listen, God is not going to respond to let's make a deal. (laughs) Now, Lord, I promise you I won't do this anymore if you'll just help me this one time. He's not going to respond to that. He responds to the fact. He's not going to respond to you crying. Oh, God, I'm begging you. He doesn't respond to that. He can't, church. He feels it. He loves you. He wants to, but that's, he can't work through that. He has to work through you calling things that are not as though they were. That's what he did with Abraham. You're going to have to call things that are not as though they were. You're going to have to thank God, and you're going to have to, on purpose, use your faith like a tool. Now, over in, uh, I'm going to go quick here because I want to give some of you a word. Over, so I'll just tell you this. Over in Luke, <clears throat> the Bible says that uh, they were uh, asking Jesus about having more faith. Remember? Remember he was telling them they need to forgive, and they said, oh, Lord, increase our faith. Remember? And so he says, if you have, a, if you have faith as a seed, you'll say. Now, there's your first clue. You take faith, and you plant it, you plant the seed by saying, Jesus said, the sower sows the word. Haven't you heard this like a thousand times, but now you're still going, I love this. I love hearing this. That's the way I'm listening to myself going, oh, I love this. Okay, anyway, so you, you, um, if you have faith in the seed, you would say. But then when he goes on down there, in the old days, they put that little mark where it said the subject changed in the Bible. Remember that, that little mark that that they found? But the, the subject doesn't change there. He said... If you have a servant and you send them out, they go out and do the work. You don't call them back in to feed them and say, now you need to rest, honey. They're talking about faith. Faith is your employee. Tell faith to get out there and do something. Tell faith to go get it. Mm -hmm. Tell faith to do that. Amen. Amen. You see this today? 
I'm going to um, tell you something that's deep, and you can receive it or not receive it, but I, I'm pretty sure you all are deep enough for this. I was in a hotel room in um, Dallas, and I, went, I was coughing, and I went to the restroom, and I was coming back to my bed, and I ran face to face into an angel. And I said, I asked, Lord, who is this? And the Lord said, this is the liberator. He's come to be by your side. And, and me and all my spirituality, I said, this is wonderful. I'm going to sleep. I'll ask you about it in the morning. <laughs> I did not stay awake all night praying in tongues. I just had this thing going with God. We know what to do, okay? So uh, I've started looking at this and realized that angelic activity is increasing. How many of you know that? Yes. You understand that you have a guardian? Yes. He's with you from birth till death. You, the Jewish people say you have two. We know you have one. They're never, you can prove it out with the Bible. Um, and you're going to need to do that because I'm going to run short of time. But so this angel is here. And long story short, I'm finding out that he's come to work with the power gifts in our ministry, mm-hmm. working in miracles. Wow. Yes. And so I'm believing for you to have a miracle today. Amen. But you know what? You have to use your faith. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have to use your faith for it. And uh, so whatever it is you need, there are the gifts. When I say power gifts, I know you, you are, are versed in that. I'm talking about the gifts of the Spirit. There's the revelation gifts, the vocal gifts, and there's the power gifts. Power gifts being working in miracles, special faith, and um, gifts of healings. Okay, and so um, I believe that he's with me today. And I've also sent him to do some other things because it's not just him. He has brought a troop with him. Now, you're going to have to be a spiritual person to get that. But we need to be aware of angelic activity because they are busy getting you what you need. Now, I told you that. I want to tell you how the Lord set us up as a church before um, the angel came. I told our people, I said, if you'll do this, you'll see results. I said, you know, there's someone in your life that just kind of, they either won't have something to do with you, maybe one of your children, maybe a friend, maybe another uh, minister that, you know, you don't have favor with, whatever, whatever it is, okay, some person. I said, say this. I declare, and I'll just use children, but I declare my children think tender thoughts of me. I declare my children think tender thoughts of me. Well, the first time I heard to do that, I did it, and immediately I got a a text from my son. I just used, I just trying it, you know. And he does think tender thoughts of me, but I just did it. So I told the congregation to do it. I immediately got responses back. Oh my goodness, Pastor, so and so called me within 24 hours after I did it. You know, how many of y'all know uh, Jim Ritchie? You know, Jim Ritchie, he's a cowboy. He'll be here in March to the, probably to the meeting, at, the five meeting. No? Okay. Oh, that's right. Well, you'll see him soon. Anyway, I taught that to them when I was down there with them recently. On the ride home, he started saying that, and he got a call from a child that hadn't talked to him in ages. Now, I, I just, use your faith on that. My boss thinks tender thoughts of me. I find great favor. He's thinking about me for that promotion. My clients think tender thoughts about me. You don't have to use tender if you don't want to. My my clients think think, uh, uh, favor thoughts about me. Angels go go whisper in the ear. You know that's what they're doing. They're whispering in people's ears. They're saying, well, don't you call so-and-so to do that job? Why don't you do this? Why don't you give that to so-and-so? We need to become aware of this in these days, church, because if you don't work those angels, they're not going to work. They only hearken to the voice of God's Word. By the way, you don't need to pray to see one. You don't need to talk to them necessarily. 
you can say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I send the angels and quote a scripture to them. If you do see one, quote a scripture to them. They like it. But I'm telling you, the liberator is here. Burden removing, yoke destroying liberator. I'm going to call, call you, and if, if I do, I want you to come up here, please. Uh, will you come up here, sir? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I need both of you guys to come up, please. Thank you, Jesus. Don't be afraid. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, sis. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come up here, sis, in Jesus' name. Where's my, my cousin? Cousin, come on up here. Cousin, yeah, that's my cousin right there. She looks like my cousin, like, doesn't she? Couldn't we come out of the same family? Look, I mean, if I had her hair. <laughs> come on. Uh, will your husband come? Come on, brother. I see a light on you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my word. We're going to get rid of some debt today. They look like bowling pins. We should, you know. (laughs) Isn't that great? Listen, it's great to be out of debt. I'll tell you why. Because when God wants you to do something, you can do it. Isn't Isn't that the truth, sis? When God wants you to do something, you're able to do it because you're not like, well, I got this. I'm hung up over here. You just be free. Well, God wouldn't cancel my debt. You don't know what I've done. Honey, you're living in grace. God will cancel your debt. That's what he does. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I sow seed for everything. This morning I sowed a seed into your church because I want some new grass in my yard. Hey. I've sowed for a fence. I've sowed for a barn. I sewed for a, a, it's not a golf cart, but it's the thing you ride around on the farm, what are the RTVs, and we got it. Well, to tell you the truth, I sewed for a house and got it, and it's debt free. And it's not a tiny house. I sewed into into Israel, into, uh, we brought some people home from the Ukraine, some Jewish people home. We're standing at the sink, and the Lord said, if you bring them home, I'll bring you home. And uh, he built us a wonderful debt-free home. It's a a duplex with, you know, with a kitchen and a a big living room in the middle. It's real pretty. I'll show you all slides sometime. (laughs) Anyway, uh, but God is good. Leaders, when you get them in here, teach them honor quickly. The 200 that are coming, teach them honor quickly. Teach them to honor Dr. Holler. Teach them to honor Pastor Ann. Teach them to honor the other people here. Teach them to honor the anointing. Teach them to honor uh, policemen and uh, veterans and people in the service. Teach them to honor the time of worship. Teach them to honor by when they tithe their tithe, to tithe it with words. Teach them to honor... um, when they sow their gift, to worship God with it. When you're walking up here, just don't do like this. (laughs) (laughs) Father, I thank you that you've taken me out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your son. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing our lives. Excuse me, the realm in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. I glorify your name. I give this to you because I love you, Lord. I'm so happy to bring meat into your house. And I thank you, Lord, that the windows of heaven are open. Thank you, Jesus, for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. I am so blessed coming in and blessed going out. I'm never going to be a victim. I'm always going to be an overcomer. Thank you, Lord, that tithing is a warranty on my life. It's my insurance. I can shake my fist at the devil if anything come near me and say, no, I'm a tither. You're not getting my income. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So there are a lot of freshmen coming. Help them in Jesus' name. I apologize that I'm, I know it's 12 o'clock. We'll do this and go. Well, whatever would have been. 
Praise God. Amen. All right. You got it on your mind what it is? Because it's leaving. Amen. Now listen. The liberator's here. Yes. Have faith. Amen. Have faith in what God is going to do through the angelic activity. Now listen, you don't have to um, fight this. Don't, don't fight with it. It's just like you're healing. You don't have to struggle with the symptom. You don't struggle with the symptom. You keep getting word, 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 word until the healing washes you out. That's what you do. You don't struggle with it. Don't struggle with the lack or the debt, okay? The forces are going to go forth, and it, you do not need to touch it with your thought life on how. Don't be, don't be going, well, you know, if I win the lottery tomorrow. You don't, don't be thinking, all, you don't have to say, you know, maybe the bank will lose my, no, then they would be losing. <laughs> that's, that's like going through the counter at Walmart and they give you back an extra 20 and you go, glory to God. <laughs> no, you give it back. <laughs> that's not your money. Am I right? So we're not, we're not thinking about, and I don't know that the angel's going to come and drop the bag of money on your porch. But he has a way. Yes. I can't tell you how we built our house. Yeah. Money just kept coming. Mm-hmm. People just kept giving. Mm-hmm. It just kept, and we just did it as we went. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how, well, I can tell you how we paid our, our, half of our church off in one day. We sowed a large seed into Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And uh, how many days later, Deb, where are you? Seven. Seven days later, wow. someone came in and we paid off half of our church. Wow. And the big tractor's coming again. Y'all remember the story? Remember the story? Big tractor? We had a little bitty, we had a little bitty, I'm really talking to y'all too, I'm sorry. We had this little bitty mission house down in Reedville, Texas, and we had a ministry there and we were teaching people. We had like 15 or 20 people there. In our house, we'd have 45 people come all the time, but in this, there was about 20 people meeting there. And um, the, the, when we got the place, I mean, it's little bitty. When we got the place, um, Pastor Deb went out with a regular lawnmower, and she started trying to mow grass that high. Now, you know how that's going to go. So she's out there, but that's all we had. Because so, you start with what you have. When I became debt-free, I started paying 60 extra dollars a month on an American Express card. And in eight, nine months from that time, I was completely out of debt. And it was big. Okay, it was thousands and thousands. The Lord gave me a a job and wiped it out. Pastor John said, go. Remember, you told me, go up there and do it. And it wiped it out. Anyway, she's mowing. I'm almost done. And she's mowing. And all of a sudden, around the corner comes a big tractor with a county worker on it. And he jumped off that truck and said, ma'am, move out of the way. <laughs> he swiped that thing in like two minutes and drove away, and it was all mowed down. So that's why we say the big tractor's coming. You start it, he'll finish it. Okay? This is just what I do, church. I, I just try to help people on the basis of what, you know, you know how people think. And I tell you what, I had people tell me, I finally got it when you talked about putting it in the cart. And when you said you put your vehicle there, I got it. I mean, lights just come on when you can talk life with people. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Use your faith like a tool. Let's, let's stand up, please. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to tell you that I love your pastors with all of my heart. They've been my friends for a long time. And I pray that you'll always honor them. Um, There's a lot of ways to honor. And one way is just to follow church policy. I was uh, Pastor John's best assistant pastor. (laughs) He He said it. He used to say that. I didn't. But I always had the job of doing those things that sometimes people didn't like, like, sorry, the sign said no food in the auditorium. Please don't carry your coffee in the auditorium. There's a sign right here, you know, stuff like that. You know, I got to do that. I got to be the policeman, didn't I? 
or Rox, call that lady that was acting cray-cray in church and do something about her, you know. <laughs> and they say, we love Pastor John, but that assistant pastor, I don't know, she's just mean. <laughs> but we kept him shiny. That's right. Amen. Just have his back. Amen. Yeah. You know, we have a, I have a, I, I sit right here in my church and uh, my bodyguard sits right behind me. And if anything, if anyone walks up the aisle, there's five men that stand up, including Deb and, and, and little <laughs> boss, they all stand up to protect me. That's the way these folks should be treated. That's what I'm here for. That's what you're there for. Showing honor all the time. Uh, I picked up Pastor John's plate today. He says, oh, I wish you wouldn't wait on me. I said, Pastor John, I'm your eternal servant. I am your Timothy. He raised me. And it, it's just a blessing because when you walk in honor, you'll be honored. Yeah. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah.